Hebrews 11.1 reads that faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things that we cannot see. On Easter morning just a couple of weeks ago, we were able to join together here as Christ followers and rejoice and celebrate because we knew that Christ had risen. Dare we admit that even through those darker days on our journey of Lent, the contemplation and gravity of the impending events of Good Friday might have been underwritten perhaps with some joy or hope because we knew, we knew that death would not overcome our God. Good Friday was not the end of the story. The two who are traveling the road to Emmaus in our text this morning Cleopas and another, whose name we are not given, are still in the thick of it, if you will. Rather than being centuries removed from this incredible event of resurrection, they're still only a couple of days removed from watching their teacher, their friend, be brutally killed. This, in the text, is Sunday afternoon. And the crazy story that they heard earlier on Sunday morning from Mary and others about Jesus being alive, that couldn't possibly be true, could it? But their sadness momentarily turns into shock. As a new traveler, they don't recognize him as Jesus just yet, begins walking with them and seems to know nothing at all about the weekend's events. They're surprised at his lack of knowledge about current events So they recount the story of Jesus. He was a prophet, mighty in word and deed. He was the teacher we followed. He was the one who had been beaten and crucified just days earlier. And then comes the kicker. We had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel, they said. We had hoped. As if to say, but there's no more point in us hoping anymore, because death has conquered hope. We wanted Jesus to be the hoped-for redeemer we thought he was, but death has thwarted his ability to fulfill that role. We had hoped. And now people are saying a lot, they're saying that he's alive, but that's not possible, you see, because we watched him die. We were there. We watched him breathe his last. We watched what they did to him. Just a few days ago, we still had hope that he was the Savior, but not anymore. We had hoped. What are some of the things that you and I hope for? On Mother's Day, I can't help but think of the hopes, sometimes fulfilled and other times shattered, of parents in regard to parenting. Those who are parents hope to raise their children to be healthy and happy and to make a positive impact on the world. Other parents strive to hold out hope that their child might choose to make better decisions about his or her life rather than the destructive ones. Many others desperately want to be parents, and they hope for a miracle, but they lose a little bit of that hope with each negative pregnancy test. Other faces of hope might include those hoping for good news from a medical test rather than that dark diagnosis. 
But those who do receive the unwanted diagnosis, they continue to hope, maybe, for effective treatments and cures. Perhaps you know someone who is waited by the phone, hoping to be the applicant chosen for a particular job after being out of work for months and watching their family's savings account dwindle. Many women across the world today hope that somehow they might be able to find food for their children who went to bed hungry last night with their tummies growling. Individuals without homes hope that tonight they might be able to find an empty bed in a homeless shelter so that they don't have to sleep on the street again. Our lives on this earth are spattered with moments of we had hoped. Circumstances take an unwanted turn, and we are left as the two travelers in our text this morning who perhaps are seeking some sort of escape from their hopelessness on this road to Emmaus. If we go to Emmaus, maybe they thought, we can stop living the nightmare. We don't have to hide out in fear from the religious leaders who are after us. We don't have to watch all of our friends hallucinate about Jesus being alive anymore. We can forget that this ever happened if we go to Emmaus. We can move on with our lives. Many of you probably remember watching the popular TV sitcom, The Cosby Show. Youngest child Rudy in one episode and her friend Peter sneak into the kitchen one afternoon for a snack. It doesn't take long for them to notice that there's a brand new juicer that Father Cliff purchased. It's plugged in and sitting on the counter. This is the same juicer, mind you, that he said not to touch. The same juicer that he explicitly said, mine, mine, mine. But they decide to see what happens. So they put some grapes in and hit the button, resulting very quickly in a grape juice covered kitchen. Peter runs home and Rudy runs to hide out in her room for fear of punishment. When her mother, Claire, comes to find her, she gently but firmly talks with Rudy about what has happened. You know you can always tell me the truth about anything, she says. It really doesn't matter what it is, because I'll still love you. <clears throat> Mommy, I broke Daddy's juicer. Claire pulls her little girl into her lap and responds, I bet that was real scary, wasn't it? Appliances can be real hard to resist sometimes. They're shiny, they make terrific noises, they have those buttons that light up. That's why your father likes them. <laughs> While her situation is very different, obviously, from the two travelers in Luke's gospel, Rudy also tried to escape from her circumstances. She isn't alone for long, though. Her mother is the one who comes to talk over with her what happened and restore her hope that in the midst of discouragement, she is loved and cared for. Likewise, Jesus, through joining us on the journey, reminds us that we are loved and cared for and that we have hope to continue on. This is not the end. Even with Jesus' presence among these two travelers and with the care that he offers them, even when he quotes scripture to them to help them remember the story, Cleopas and his friend are so blinded by their grief that they still are not aware of who it is that's walking with them. 
Nonetheless, they urge him to stay and have dinner with them. It is during this meal that Jesus takes the bread, blesses it, and breaks it. This is the all-too-familiar action that opens the eyes of the two travelers to see that their hope has been restored. They're powerfully reminded in this one act that God is a God of hope and that he is faithful. This restoration of hope compels the two to return to Jerusalem to tell everyone that it is true the women weren't crazy. Jesus really is alive. He has conquered death. The wave of we had hoped has given way to hope fulfilled. A pastor recalls the story of a man named Alan who came to him requesting baptism after a long journey. Years prior, Alan felt compelled to leave home and family behind to find himself. The result was actually that he lost himself, becoming a stranger both to himself and to the world wandering the streets of the city, trapped in a world of drugs. One night, he managed to get off the street for the night in one of the shelters nearby. He crashed into the bunk, stared up at the ceiling, listened to the groans, and tried not to be overcome by the odors of the strangers in the bunks around him. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know who he was but he knew that he wanted it to be over with. He was shaken out of these thoughts when someone came in and called, is Alan Roberts here? That had been his name once, but he hadn't heard it for so long. He didn't know Alan Roberts anymore, so it couldn't be him being called. But the caller persisted, is there anyone here named Alan Roberts? No one else answered, so he took a risk. I'm Alan Roberts, or at least I used to be. Your mother's on the phone. My mother? No, you've made a mistake. I don't know where I am. How could my mother know where I am? If you're Alan Roberts, your mother is on the phone. Unsure of what to expect, he went to the desk in the hall and took the receiver. Alan? It was his mother. It's time for you to come home. Mom, I don't know where I am. I have no money. You don't know what I'm like now. I can't go home. It's time for you to come home. There's a Salvation Army officer who's coming to you with a plane ticket. He's going to take you to the airport so you can come home. She didn't know where he was. She just called every shelter for months until she found him. He went home, supported and loved by his mother, his mother who had never ceased to know him even though he had forgotten himself. Through his mom's persistence, hope, and love for him, Alan realized that his mother's life-giving, hope-restoring love was just a glimpse of the love that is offered to us in Christ. For the two travelers on the road to Emmaus, and for us as Christians today, our journey is different because of Jesus, not just as prophet and teacher and healer, but fully resurrected, life-giving, life-changing Jesus. It is in this Christ 
that we have hope in the face of despondency and confusion. It is in journeying with him each day that we are reminded of the hope we have because God so loves. It is in the breaking of bread that we remember the sacrifice of Jesus, even unto death, and that we also remember that death does not win. We are challenged to remember these things, even when we have no idea what is going on around us, even when we don't know who we are, maybe. And then, friends, once we remember, we are challenged to go and tell of the hope, the grace, the life that is given to us through Jesus. May we be courageous enough to receive the hope that is offered to us in Christ who walks with us even in the darkest of times. And may we be aware enough to embrace opportunities to offer that hope to those who walk alongside of us on this journey that we travel. Would you pray with me? God of hope, by conquering death, you remind us of your power. By joining us on the journey, in both the great times and the challenging times, we are reminded of your great love. Thank you for restoring our hope by helping us to remember the sacrifice that you have made. Help us to walk with others and serve as reminders of your hope and love. Amen.